Dear God, what is wrong with all of you cult followers of this movie? Get it through your thick skulls. This movie blows. (laughs) (laughs) How thick is your skull? Crappy script, horrible acting. It wasn't even a comedy. I've seen low-budget indie films better. In fact, I've seen home movies that are better than this. I mean, that's actually probably not terribly far off. I mean, I, I'm home sure. Home movies? What kind what? of home movies do you have? Steven I don't know. Spielberg probably has some home movies that See, are there baller. Steven Spielberg has home movies. I bet even Steven Spielberg's home movies are still home movies. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one-star review from IMDb. everybody, welcome to the show. This is Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. Copycats, copycats. <laughs> I wanted to say greetings, and then as I was saying hello, I was like, I should have said greetings. You had regrets? Did you, I, have, you I, had re- greetings? Instant regrets. Instant regrets. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I should have said greetings. Uh, so if that one-star review didn't give you a clue... We're talking about uh, Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just threw up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> Get used to the puns. We are here to talk about 1985's Clue, cold classic. Mm-hmm. But first, before we get into all of that razzmatazz, hazmataz. <laughs> That's the technical term. That yeah. is yeah, the technical yeah. term. Probably back in 1954 it was. We're going to kick it off with a little intro topic here, so... In case somehow you didn't know, you've been under a rock. The, the movie Clue is based on the board game Clue. Yes. Or in some parts of the world, Cluedo. I was just going to say, if you're from Europe, you're probably <laughs> yeah. thinking you mean Cluedo. And yes, if you're in Europe, <laughs> if you're If you're right. in Europe, you're sipping on your wine. You're probably eating uh, cheese got, got like of a some baguette. sort. I don't know. And yeah. then you're like, Cluedo, you mean? And then <laughs> us stupid Americans call it Clue. That's what we were told it was called. Yep. <laughs> you know, I've actually only played Clue maybe twice. Well, it's funny you bring that up because we're going to talk about... Our favorite board games as kids. Oh, yeah. you know, I actually kind of forgot what we were doing you for an opening <laughs> talk. We gave you homework and you just forgot. <laughs> no, no, no. I already and, know what it is. Andrew's going, oh, I was going to say Andrew's going for a scramble right now. <laughs> Figure it out. I, I have a list. You have a list. I do oh, have a God, list. Here Ryan, do you have a list? Uh, no, I got like Ryan's two. going I first. I a, a pick and an alternate in case All you right, guys Ryan, Ryan's me. going first. I mean, I'm going to lead off with Battleship. Doggone it. Why did I let Ryan go first? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, this you chose this path. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so like you, I probably only played Clue maybe two or three times yeah. growing well, up. It was one of those games where you need a like, lot of people to play. Well, yeah. And you're like eight and they're like, here, let's play Clue. And they, just, they, they start trying to tell you how to play. And she's like, well, I'm eight. I don't understand what I'm well, supposed to it's do. That, yeah. And there's always like one of your friends is not paying attention during the, like, directions. And yeah. it's like, you need something simple. Well, when that's you have a every big board game ever, right. basically. Well, that, that is the experience, yes. It is 100%. <laughs> but it's... I and then they're mad was, at you because they're like, oh, you tricked me. I didn't know you could do this. Like, dude, I, I told everybody. Right. We're all here. <laughs> but I think Clue was probably my first experience with that, where, like, most board games I'd played before Clue was, like... We're pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Like, like ba- Battleship. Like, Guess yeah. Who. Yeah. Battleship. <laughs> or Guess Who, yeah. Candyland. Yeah, and then, so then when you get to that layer of, like, Clue, and I was excited because now all of a sudden, like, oh, there's big, big boy a game. little bit of complexity to yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody else like, I've got a smooth brain. I didn't hear anything. What do I do? <laughs> I'm just like, come on, kid. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so back to Battleship. Yeah. Um, also has been made into a movie. <laughs> I have never seen it, but I'm sure it's I, abjectly it's, terrible. It looks horrible. I yeah. can definitely tell you that the the Clue movie is better than the Battleship movie. Oh, I think oh. that's You ready for easily. a Clue fact? Are you ready, you ready to be clued into a Clue fact? Yes. Oh, God. It's the first board game adaptation made into a movie ever. Is it the only board game adaptation made? Well, Battleship. No, no, Battleship. 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 <laughs> Short-term that, amnesia. That, that is, that is Ooh, how boy. forgettable that film was. Yes. <laughs> boy. I, so outside of Battleship and Clue, have there been any other board game? Just, Jumanji doesn't count. They made the board game after the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that doesn't really count. Um, has there been a, there hasn't other. been like a Parcheesi movie I don't, you, or something. You, you talk about Battleship. So anyways, and yeah, Battleship. Yeah. Everyone knows Battleship. You have, you know, you put your ships on the board. You have like the grid and you put, you you know. Got the little red and white pegs. And I I think the reason we played it so much, uh, my cousins and I and my little brother and I would play it all the time is because it is so easy. Yeah. Relatively quick. I mean. It can be. It can be. Like it's not a a game like Monopoly that's going to take you, you know, three hours sometimes to play. Sometimes, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a 
a risk a, a where someone hunkers down in Australia forever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like one of those. So we would be able to rotate who was playing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, turns. yeah, because it's only a two person game. Yeah, and so for us, it was one of those things that we played a lot of Uno and uh, like board mm-hmm. games. Those Battleship was always like the easy one because it was a little bit more advanced than something like a Guess Who or something. Well, it was you know? it was more there was more like back and forth. Like you were trying to like puzzle stuff yeah. out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a little more strategy to it on on some levels, and it wasn't Candyland. Like you know, we had like graduated from that, and it was like I'm blowing ships well, up because you, know? you have yeah, a little I'm bit a of man. Agency. You have agency <laughs> of where you're placing your ships. Yeah, and you're playing against what your opponent is. It like at the end of the day, like you're just kind of guessing, you know, randomly. Yeah. Um, but like if you if your opponent is um is one of those guys where they put all their ships in like one corner. Oh, that was my move against my brother, and yeah. he hated it. Because I would just do like the one like one line on each corner. Yeah. Yep. And it, he would lose his mind. Uh, so there there is um a handful. So there's Dungeons and Dragons, but that's not really a board game's tabletop. Yeah. Doesn't really count. Yeah, that doesn't count. Um are you jumping in? Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Oh no, oh we're talking no, about no, no, adaptations. Yeah, uh, adaptations. Yeah. We, Ouija? I also forgot what um there was a, a two thousand Ouija movie. Yeah, it's a it's, scary it's a movie. horror. Oh, yeah. There's okay. two of those films actually. Then we have Battleship. Uh then we obviously have Clue. There's Candyland. 2005. It's that apparently a film. Vaguely familiar. It's yes. like a straight to DVD. Oh, that's not shocking. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't count. Doesn't really there's a, there's like a, a Monopoly documentary? That does not no, count. Yeah, that, that does not count. count. So it's Clue and Battleship. Uh, yeah, basically Clue <laughs> Pretty and Battleship. Much. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right, who's going next? It's the true, the two true iconic games of American childhoods, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know it was so popular. Uh, I'll go next. Go for it. All right, so it's really hard for me to choose here because I love chess, but I'm not going to pick that one because that's just kind of like the grandfather of all board games. It's the world's game. It is, it is. Uh, but my my sure grandfather it's not like soccer or football. No, it's uh, chess. Uh, yeah. My grandfather Probably. on not Russia's game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Talk over. Sorry, Andrew. It's, well, a ter- well, it's a stinker, but it's the world's game. <laughs> well, well. Uh, speaking of that, uh, so my grandfather was a uh, chess master. Yeah. Um, for a long time, and he was Russian. I know. <laughs> Did he get like a T-shirt that said that on it? Like no, around? I am, I am a grandmaster in chess. I'm also Russian. <laughs> I'm also Andrew's granddad. It says right there on the front. Uh, but yeah, so um, he he taught me to play mm-hmm. uh, when I was young. But that's not what I'm going. Yeah, for you didn't here. pick chess. What'd yeah, you pick? <laughs> but Strat- I digress. I'm going with Stratego. Oh, okay. Ooh, all right, all right. I love this game. It's, okay. it's fun. Yeah, I haven't played it in forever. I haven't uh, played that in probably. 30 years. Remind me of the <laughs> rules of Stratego? Oh, it's been, it's been so, a while. Okay, so too. you have two sides uh-huh. that are like hidden troops. So they have different attributes. Oh, like, a, like a, yeah, basically like they're numbered and like the ones are basically ones lose to twos, twos lose to threes. Right. Three lose right. To so you're trying to like say like my unit on this space is going to battle this unit and then you each reveal what you have and you find out if you've won or lost the engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's like, uh, um, there's spaces that you can't move on the board. Then you can basically put mines down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, mm. uh, you only like the number nine, which is the miner or the, the demolitions expert, basically, uh, he can go and defuse the mines, but otherwise he loses to everyone else kind of right. thing. Yeah. He, yeah. He's like the and weakest like You're one. trying to find like the general or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really fun game. It's very chess-like. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a good amount of strategy of how you want to place your units because you're no you're trying to capture the um the flag the flag okay yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I knew there's something yeah, yeah and you like so there's always a strategy of like, oh you put all your bombs around the flag and then everyone else or you put bombs randomly through the through your your forces yeah and you move them and that kind of stuff and it's just a really fun game and it's it's good uh, it's easy to learn just because mm-hmm. the hierarchy is pretty pretty quick. Yeah. And uh, you can get some really fun um, interactions. Games take maybe, what, 20, 30 minutes? I mean, they can go really quick or they can kind of drag a little bit. But yeah. But usually, yeah, that's about probably about but right. But it's still not like risk or anything. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. No, it risk doesn't. Risk doesn't it, yeah. Man, I had college group, man. We had people who would like get in fistfights of a risk. It was like, Y'all play this every week. Why are we arguing about the rules? Everyone at this table this knows what the rules This guy took Australia. Are. Now yeah. he's going to sit here for the rest oh, of the game man. and not do anything. Don't get me started on that. Yep. Australia, man, on, on the original oh, risk. It's always Australia. Always Australia. Because you have to go through the Indonesian islands to get there. I think I've only played one game of risk all the way through. Most of the time when we would start to play, People we would give up, give up we, like yeah. halfway. We had like a 12-hour game one day back oh, in college. Man. Woof. So... <laughs> Speaking of, we're kind of moving up the scale here. Battleship, Stratego. We kind of, you know, talking crap about risk, right? Yeah. I'm going to drop a big step up here. Axis and Allies. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yes. <laughs> I Axis and Allies. Never played that one. Oh, man. I love this game. How, How does actually, it compare to risk? 
It's far more complex. Oh, uh, more, more complex, <laughs> yeah. but it's more balanced. Yeah. Okay. And, and you can't, uh, it's less uh, role-based. Okay. Yeah. So you have, you have different types of units. You have like infantry, tanks, bombers, fighter planes. And so you can force matchups between the different types and this kind of thing, gain advantages yeah. in attack defense. You're playing obviously as the major powers in World War II. Um, and it's, I mean, it's pretty involved. So the main reason why I brought this one up is because I remember back when I was a kid, and I had this game, and it was probably, it was, uh, not probably, it was definitely a little too complex for me at that point. Yeah. But every time around Christmas, my dad and I would pull it out, and we'd set it up on the table, like, out in the living room so it wasn't underfoot all the time. And we would, because this game takes forever to play, right? Yeah. And we would play it over the course of multiple days. So it'd be like, we would play, you know, on, on a Saturday and a Sunday, and then, like, he'd come back from work because I'm off for Christmas break or whatever. He'd come home from work on Monday or whatnot. And we play what you know, after dinner or something like that for an hour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I that's that's the big one for me, just because like all these memories of you know playing this game and like you know staring at it while it's on the table while you know my dad's at work yeah. and you know knowing I can't touch something because he's gonna know if I touch something. <laughs> and but but like trying to like build out you know in my you know small child brain of like what strategy am I gonna use you know while he's you know. Probably not thinking about it at all, just doing work. <laughs> he comes in and just immediately blows away your strategy. Yeah, yeah. He's just, no like, I'm like, when he goes here, I'm going to do this. And he gets home, he's like, so I'm just going to take over, you know. The one East, thing that you just Eastern, completely overlooked. Yeah, Eastern Asia. I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kind of speaking on Axis and Allies, um, over Christmas, I was uh, fortunate to receive from my in-laws a copy of um, Hunt for Red October, the board game. Yes. Oh, and, wow. And Red Storm Rising, the board game. Okay. Uh, which, so both of these games, you can play together at the same time. Really? So yeah, basically so you have like a ground-based and then also the... Uh, the the oh, sea-based, okay. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Red Storm Rising has uh, uh, air and land, mm-hmm. and yeah. then obviously Hunt for Red October now, is sea. Are they made by the same people? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was designed... It was, it was designed, designed. with it. the same system Even though, have, like, the box art, you can tell that they're, yeah. like, made... Uh, got it, got it. So at some point, me and Steven are going to have oh, yeah. a, a day to where we uh, we probably play because I, I've never played these games before, but I really want to. Oh, yeah. We yeah. had we had Hunt for Red October. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, I love those kinds. Of, I mean, it is it is kind of, you know, it's, we're just a bunch of guys here talking like, well, I, like, I played a war game. Well, I played a war game. Well, I played a war <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize we were all three going to be on theme. <laughs> uh, well, actually, hold on. So I would have went with Guess Who. <laughs> be, before, we, uh, before we move on to yeah. Clue. Uh-huh. What is your favorite um, party, or not party, but card game? Just off the cuff. I mean, Uno for me, for oh, sure. You're just gonna make us work for this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Uno, easy. Oh man, I don't. That's hard. I have played so many, so many card games. It's a little horrifying. Mine would be ERS. What is yeah, ERS? Yeah, ERS. <laughs> ERS. Your, um, uh, play like slaps. It's called. Yeah. Right, so basically, what you're doing is you're going I don't around. Know the words you guys what? are saying. What oh, are you talking man. about? So, so it's kind slaps. of like war. So you're going okay. around in a, but you're going around in a group. So yeah. everybody has their cards. So it's uh-huh. part of a deck, and you're like you lay a face down card, face up card. The next person lays a face up card, and so you're playing out until you hit a face card. Gotcha. So if you play like a jack, then the next person in line has one chance for a face card to show up, or they lose, and those cards go to whoever played the jack. Right. Yeah. If you play like a king, you get uh, three, chances. three chances. Queen, you yeah. get two. Ace, you get four. Yeah. So okay. the where the real skill in the game comes in is if doubles get played. So if I played a ten, then you play a ten. Whoever can slap the pile first gets the pile. Okay. Yeah. So, well, and and the whole point of the game is to go fast. Yes. Like really, really fast. So yes. Like, like you're you're not sitting there, and you're supposed to flip your cards out and not towards you, so you don't have pre early information. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're supposed to go really quick and around. Yeah. And if you can get a good group that's all kind of in sync doing it, Into like you can it. have some really intense stuff and oh. some broken fingers. The best is <laughs> when <laughs> the best is when like the doubles hit and you're already mm-hmm. pulling a card. You just get the card down first. And oh then yeah. Slaps. It's like, oh, it's not a double anymore, well, guys. What are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. So what we would used to do is like if you if you miss slapped because like someone got the card down first or whatever then you'd have to lay down more cards from your hand uh-huh. uh, to basically oh, put it down because yeah, that, was a, that was a uh, foul. I thought you were going to get to slap the person in the face. <laughs> yeah, my sister, Real slap. my sister used to cheat when we'd play that. She, she'd have a ring and she'd turn it around. Uh, oh. So, like, it, whether <laughs> I beat her or not, it was still, like, punishment. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what about you? I've played a ton of presidents. Presidents? Yeah. What is that? Explain this game. Oh, my gosh, people. Okay, I've never so, heard of this. So, presidents, again, group of people. Uh-huh. And you can play this with, like, if you have too many people, you just have more decks, right? Is this yeah. a normal deck of cards? You yeah, you just, okay. four, four people, deck of cards, right? Yeah. So 
you're playing out uh, low to high. So, like, if I lay down a three, then Ryan has to lay down a three or higher. Mm-hmm. If you played a three, it would skip Andrew because he's next in turn. So then it would come back to me, and I play, like, a, a, a three or higher. If I can play down a three, it would skip Ryan and go to Andrew, and then yeah. Andrew get to play, like, a four or five or whatever. So basically it goes until people can't trump. So the weird thing about uh, presidents is the two is the highest card. So, okay, so no matter like, when uh, you play a two, it just clears the board. That, okay, that ends okay. it. And so whoever clears the board. So Do like, you know what you're playing? Yeah, you're looking okay, at your hand. Okay, gotcha. So, so whoever plays like a two, it just wipes the board. And so whoever won, quote unquote, basically whoever cleared it, the board yeah. starts off. So where it gets real fun is you can play like doubles and triples of a card. Uh-huh. And now the rules, I've seen people play this other ways and I don't like it. But the rules we always played by was if, I, if, if the pile is started with doubles, you must play doubles or you pass. What do you mean pl- starts with doubles? So like if I put down a pair of threes. <clears throat> okay, so fours. when you put down the three, you yeah, just so, go ahead and put two so, threes down. So if I put down a pair of threes, mm-hmm. and you don't have to start with three. You start with whatever you want to. But let's say hand. you did, yeah. Yeah, so like say I've got a crappy hand. I don't have any aces or kings, but I've got like three threes and, and two fours. Sometimes you can just pull a win because you're like, oh, can anyone play three threes? No? Cool. What about two fours? Oh, no, that's my whole hand. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So first out is president, then vice president. Then um, I cannot remember the next the the bad the steps down, but it's something. I vaguely feel like I've heard of this. something, and then scum. Oh God! So what happens then is when you start the next hand, once everybody has their cards and their hands dealt out, right? The person that scum becomes president. No, no. What you have to, what you do is scum has to give president their two best cards, okay. and then president gives scum two of whatever they want. So you can it can become very hard to like get out of in a bad situation, but you have to do like inventive things. It sounds things. like you get punished for being in last place. Hey, welcome to America. <laughs> You're just constantly scum. I can't, I'm just well, scum. Well, where it gets fun is like people, you'll be like, president will hand you like a three and a four. And you're like, mm-hmm. what if I have three threes and four fours? And so scum starts the game, the right? The hand. So then, yeah. Okay. Or the, the first hand. So then you just be like, well, okay, four fours. No, no one can play it. Three threes. No, no one can play it. Well, I just got rid of seven of my 13 cards. So you might go out really quick too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, we played the crap out of that in high school, like, and it's scalable. So like, if you had more than four people, mm-hmm. you can bring like another deck in and then you start putting in like neutral positions in the middle where they don't give up cards. This is already like so that. complicated. All right, we're in it's the not, weeds here for an audio medium. <laughs> this might be it's not complicated. Did you, do you have your flowcharts out? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> All right, well, can back. you visualize the skip position? Uh, let's let's get back to the plot then. If Ryan's sitting next to me and Steven's sitting across from Ryan, uh, where am I? Now, when he says next to him, what he really means is to the left, but to my right. <laughs> <laughs> is that east or west? <laughs> well, it depends, Andrew. Is Mercury so, in retrograde? Exactly. <laughs> so you did this. You're the one that's like, well, let's just let's throw some card games in here yeah, too. You so. did. You're the father of this, <laughs> Andrew. Hey, I had a good one. Thank you very much. I said Uno and I shut up immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows what Uno is. Exactly. Whereas he's like ERS, and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Well, that you're like, stands for. Explain that. Uh, it, it means Egyptian rat screw. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were a kid, you got you had to, you know, use yeah. the acronym because you get in trouble. I said, yeah. Uno, I held up my part of the bargain. <laughs> Let's move it on. All right. So moving on, back to the plot. <laughs> we're here to talk about 1985's Clue, the very first board game adaptation into a movie. Yep. <laughs> One of two. The prob- of two probably the best. Uh, well, almost by default. Ob- objectively the best. Yeah. Although also- we can say that. I'll put a stamp on that one. It's objectively the best board game adaptation. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's kick this off with a little summary, a little synopsis. It's real simple, real short, real sweet. <laughs> I would assume so. It's a board game. Here's the movie. End of sentence. <laughs> Six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner. But after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. That is like the most generic synopsis. That could go for a lot of different Right? Movies. I mean, that's a lot of Did different movies, but it's also you? just what? the board game. It is True, also the yeah. board game, yes. Yeah. So just some, some basic info here. So $15 million budget. Okay. Which I'm going to remind you, I think. Uh, Top Gun that was, was Top Gun. Top, Top Gun, Gun was, was 20, like nineteen or twenty five, something, something yeah. like that. Really? Yeah. Same. Same That's year. Crazy. <laughs> uh, so box office fourteen point six million. All right. Well, so it it did not do well. No. And it was very uh, mixed reviews by critics as well. Okay. For for reasons. I was about to say well, there the are a reason. lot. There are a lot of reasons. There are yeah. a lot of reasons. 
Uh, one of the reasons was because they, they tried to be experimental with it. Mm-hmm. And there are three different endings for the film. So if you went to a theater, it was random what the theater got, but they only had the A ending or the B. So you. Oh, okay. So they didn't well, have, like, they didn't have like three different showings in the same theater. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take that I back. I don't think well, that's true. I think what I said is wrong. I think each individual reel was different, but I don't know if you could guarantee. I think some theaters would like advertise that they had the A ending or something. Oh. But the, well, the original idea was to get people to go back and see the movie three times, right? Because you want to see the different yeah, endings. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's 1985. You can't. You know, can't fire up YouTube. Like, well, what were the right. other endings? Yeah, you know? and I think too, like small towns, they only have a single theater. May not have gotten multiple reels. Yeah, yeah, they, they just, just have one. Whatever you they got, got, the one got. screen. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that was probably buck wild. <laughs> I, I just like, it was ahead of its time, honestly. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. It's just obviously for 1985, they were not ready for this. Well, and for listeners, the reason they did that is to try to emulate the board game and how it can end. Yeah, different you can ways. have multiple different, ways. You can have yeah. different endings depending yeah. on what you pull in the board game. Yeah, yeah. There's more of that, too. We'll, we'll get into that with some trivia. Uh, so this is directed by Jonathan Lynn. I don't know who that is. Uh, so his filmography isn't super obvious, but My Cousin Vinny oh, and classic. The Whole Nine Yards. You know, I've actually never seen My Cousin Vinny. Oh, you should. What, what the heck? This That's is, peak Marissa uh, Tomei, Well, well now, you now it just there. sounds like we're going to have to do a My Cousin Vinny review. because You heard we, it here this first, This is how folks. we ended up with a Clue review. <laughs> you, you, know, you know how I know Marissa Tomei? Oh. oh. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> How does Andrew know anything? Seinfeld. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my cousin Vinny's fantastic. We yeah, it's definitely great. review it. Uh, the music is by John Morris, which is another name I don't know. So he worked almost exclusively with Mel Brooks. Mm. Okay. So basically everything Mel Brooks did. Mm-hmm. Like so Blazing Saddles. Everything. Except, yeah. so this, it was easier, and the thing I pulled up, it was easier for him to say, he, he did didn't. he did all of Mel Brooks except Robin Hood Men in Tights and Dracula Dead and Loving It. Okay. So Young Frankenstein, The Producers, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, a- anything that Mel Brooks did. Yeah. yeah. History of the World. John Morris did it. Yeah. Okay. So then that fits for, you know, what we're getting here. Yeah. Right? Style of, yeah, shit movie. So I'm going to let you all jump in and uh, maybe give some spoiler free, some opinions, some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So I- I'll lead off and then Andrew, you can jump in. Sure. Right. Because this is, again, it's a movie I've watched my whole life. I've seen yeah. it since I was a kid. So I have, admittedly, some rose-tinted got some, got glasses. Some yeah, 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 yeah. Although my wife had never seen it. Well, she a few years ago, she watched it because I made her watch it. And <laughs> she likes it, too. Uh, but I, I, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I think, for me, it's the combination of the really good cast, because mm-hmm. I like all the comedic actors in this, Christopher Lloyd and Martin Mull and, you know, everybody in yeah. there. And, uh, um um uh, Madeline Kahn. Uh I think it's it was probably my first I guess experience with like a mystery movie. Yeah. Like I was yeah. a huge Columbo fan as a kid, which I was way ahead of my time on that one. <laughs> but my parents loved Columbo. So is, I, is that a TV show? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Now we have Andrew. to do all of Columbo. No, no, That's eight no, seasons, stop. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Columbo's fantastic. Uh, Columbo, so as a kid, this I had a steady diet of Columbo, Magnum P.I., and Murder, She Wrote. Okay, I, so I, yeah, there we go. I, the only one out of those three that I've seen is Murder, She Wrote. Really? Never okay. even watched seen, an episode of Magnum you, P.I. If you've seen wow. Murder, She Wrote, you've seen most episodes of Magnum P.I. or Columbo. Just swap you, out Angela Lansbury with a <laughs> dude with a Hawaiian shirt. Do you remember, uh, yeah. oh, there was one, it was another, like, they solve mysteries, mm-hmm. but it was like Scooby-Doo? A, no, it was like a priest and a nun. Oh, uh, right. You yes, know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes, Steven. Wow. Uh, <laughs> my mind just like. <laughs> is that the, Jake yeah. and the Fat Man was one. And then there was. Um, Knight was Rider. Knight Rider was one. He solved mysteries with a car. Um, <laughs> a Pontiac Firebird. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Steven. But yes, my my brain. Uh, it's father, called Father Dowling. Father Dowling. Yes. yes. <laughs> father Dowling. I remember mysteries. that because anytime I saw him in anything else, I'm like, that's, that's Father all, Dowling. That's all you could think of was, oh, that's Father Dowling. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that dude was everywhere. Too. Did they fight crime at the same time? No, they just like solved mysteries. No, they just solved mysteries. It was like mysteries. Murder, She Wrote. It was they just, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a great show. Yeah. Anyway. We're, we're off here. Let's go. I digress. I saw a lot of murder t- uh, mis- murder mystery TV yeah, shows yeah, yeah. This yeah. as a kid. Ryan as a kid. Like, I watched yeah. people die on TV. <laughs> Loved it. That's why people know. <laughs> I can't let my child know murder exists. Get out of here. <laughs> um, Clue was probably the first movie I saw yeah. that was like, you know, a whodunit. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, so I, I liked it on the comedy level and mm-hmm. on the, like, the whodunit level. And I think I saw the movie 
multiple times before I had actually played the board game. I okay. was aware of the board game, yeah, but I think I was too young to have played it by that point. I don't think I played the actual board game of Clue until I was probably first grade, so like seven years old. Or yeah, so. I, I'm pretty sure we bought the board game because of watching because the of the because film. of the movie. Yeah. I had the movie on yeah. VHS or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I still enjoy it. I still think there's some solid gags in here. I think it's it's um it's paced interestingly. You know, like it's it. I wouldn't say it's well paced, but it like the way things unfold for me is satisfying. And I think Tim Curry just steals the show. I just yeah. love Tim Curry in this movie. Yeah. In most movies, I'll mm-hmm. just say that blanket statement. I love Tim. Tim Curry's a great <laughs> actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie and Three Musketeers. When someone says Tim Curry yeah. movies, those are the first two that I I, I think pop of, in your right? head. Those yeah. are yeah. my like iconic. This is Tim Curry yeah. being Tim Curry on screen. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Andrew. Have you ever seen this? You no. have not, correct? No, I had never seen this film before go. last night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was, there was a lot more um, lewd and sexual harassment kind of like jokes. That's that, the 1950s. That, it was the 50s and it was made in the 80s. <laughs> no, I, well, no, I know. Like it was, it was just one of those things where I didn't oh, yeah. expect it to be mm-hmm. in there. Okay. So a lot of. Well, especially since it's 1985, it's rated PG. Yeah. There's like, a do lot whatever of, you want. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff in there that I was like, it kind of distracted a, a lot of the film for me. Yeah. Of like seeing Christopher Lloyd, like get handsy with the girl. Was yeah. like, like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, but, but this Doc Brown, this is right. the same year. Like, yeah. yeah. He's uh, branching out in roles. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was fine. There was there were definitely some really funny moments in it mm-hmm. that I I, yeah. I had a lot of uh, good laughs from. Yeah. The the final act of Tim Curry basically like re just, reenacting just the manic entire pixie film dream girl reenacting is, everything is just amazing. Like, like, and the thing I love about that, and not to get too spoilery, yeah. we keep it generic here, but like that. The way he performs in that and the amount of running he does, oh I wonder gosh. how many days they shot this over. <laughs> and I'm like, did this guy run for like a week? Like the entire week of yeah. shooting? It's just like, all right, you guys are going to try to keep up with this guy. And Tim Curry just ran around yeah. like a madman. So, so Eileen Brennan, uh, who mm-hmm. played Miss Peacock, actually couldn't keep up. She said that was the hardest part of oh, I'm sure, filming yeah. the, the, the movie was yeah. that final sequence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like the, the film was fine. Mm-hmm. I think if I would have seen it when I was younger, then mm-hmm. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. It would stick yeah. with you because uh, some of the, the sexual innuendo doesn't stand out when you're yeah. eight or ten. It kind of goes over your head well, and you just get the other stuff. Yeah, because I was like, you know, like that's fine to have a little bit in there where, mm-hmm. where you know, there's a point in the in the early part of the story, like opening scene basically where mm-hmm. this lady has a car broken down and she knows that another car is driving up. So she she acts, tries to be yeah. sexy on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. That's not my thing. Like, but then like a scene later, Christopher Lloyd, which is like one of my my favorite like eighties actors, yeah. kind of like uh, Andrew's just upset. He's like, Man, I thought he was so pure. Well, no, because it was just one of those moments where I was just like, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. okay this well, I think is... I think what they were trying to do, not to fully defend it, but I think they were just trying to paint his character. Yeah, they, oh, 100%. they told you real quick. Yeah, yeah. He it, is. it was just it was shocking because it was just Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. yeah. Like if it was like any other normal guy, like the guy that played Mr. Body. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. You right. know, like this but guy's was, a sleaze was, bag. We know it. Yeah, your second father, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steven, what about you? Uh so again, I'm I'm also like Ryan. You know, I saw this movie. I've seen this movie probably at least a dozen times. Yeah in the last decade uh like <laughs> i have the dvd you know i mean yeah. yeah i love this film i love tim curry it is easy to look at it with rose tinted glasses right yeah and there are some things that you know watching it here for this review was kind of just like whoa man they went real hard and i was like well it was the 80s well i was gonna say like my <laughs> thing is was the 80s. 80s there are definitely some i could see someone with with 2023 you know a mindset watching this and being offended by some stuff however no, I think, I'll well, only say this. I wasn't offended by anything. But, but at the you same, put yeah. on, but I, I could see someone being offended. Yeah, yeah. What at, I'm saying at the is same like, time, though, it wasn't like they were telling you like, "Oh, he's a good guy, and this is what good guys do." You no, know, like they didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it wasn't it, passed it was, off like that. I was just gonna say that compared to other movies that came out in the '80s, this was extremely tame was on PG. every level that it. Oh, did absolutely. Stuff. I mean, yeah, like, like you even go like Temple of Doom from Indiana Jones, right? Like, yes. There's there's a reason why. Those ratings exist. Exactly. And that, that's why, I, I, just for anyone listening that hasn't watched it and is wondering, like, it's not like this is like the most raunchy, obscene, yeah, raunchy no, 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 movie not at all. ever no, no. or anything. Like, I, it's just, just for, one of those things yeah. where it's like, like, that was one of the big things that stuck out to me, just watching it with completely yeah. fresh eyes, where I was just like, that was just not what I was expecting. I was expecting something a little bit more campy, but right. uh, there, I mean, like, again, 
I was laughing the whole film. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was still a very enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Which, which also, you know, again, to, to throw in a little trivia here, right? Uh, Colleen Camp, so I've played Yvette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is probably where some of this comes from. So when she showed up to the audition, uh-huh. she showed up in a French maid's outfit. Oh, wow. And they're just like, <laughs> casted. Yeah. You're yeah. in. You're in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is exactly what we were looking for, in fact. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a pretty uh, smart move when you're going and you know the part you're going for. Oh, like, yeah. I'm yeah. going to be Yvette. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that probably pretty Who pretty was smart. it? I'm trying to remember who. This may have been way back in season one. We talked about. Oh, no. It was um, Rocketeer. Mm. He he looked up the comic book to figure out what haircut that he got. Oh, yeah. And he, went and got that haircut yeah. to show. Them. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. You got yeah. to work it, you know? Uh, but, yeah. I mean, again, I, I love it. I love the comedy in this. Yeah. Uh, the the deadpan is is always really uh, fun. the deadpan is great. I love uh, Martin Mole as a Colonel Mustard. Yeah, and like his the way because he always sets himself up to um to fail basically. Yeah. Where he he butts into the conversation and immediately makes himself look like an idiot. Oh, I can't remember <laughs> what the one was he said with Tim Curry, but he goes back and forth and it's are, like, are you trying to make me look stupid? Well, you don't need any help. You don't need my help for that. That's right. absolutely right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what. It was. Yeah. But yeah, the the comedy, the the pacing is is interesting. Yeah, because it de- definitely starts out as like that slow, deliberate, and then it just as we go, it ramps, 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 it ramps. Ramp. Yeah. Um. But I this is this is for me. This is like comfort food. This is something I could put on at any time, basically, and That's, watch it. Th- this same. is definitely a film that I would absolutely throw on again. Yeah. Just in the background, you know, I'm building a model or whatever, and just mm-hmm. need something to just kind of well, have. And, like, I definitely put it on. And we'll probably get into it once we get beyond the spoiler wall. But it also, it, it was meant to be campy. It was meant to be funny. So there's, it's not the type of murder mystery where you better pay attention to the placement of objects or no, whatnot. Yeah. It's yeah. not, that's not that big a deal. Although they did a good job with some of it and we'll get, you know, into that yeah. later. But there are some things where it's just kind of, you know, it's not like trying to puzzle out like knives out or something like that, right? Yeah, where you're, you're, you have to like make an entire flow chart to, to figure out, okay, well, they were here and this, you know. It's very easy to follow. Yeah. Okay, so we've, we've been talking about it for, for a minute. So would you recommend this film? Yeah, I would. Ryan? I absolutely I mean, Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, again, absolutely. Also, you know, I, I don't want to call it a caveat, but just, you know, no. it's it's the 80s representing the 50s. Yeah, like there's there's going to be some Stan- sleazeballs standard, in there. Standards are different. Yeah, yeah but I, I wouldn't say that like there's no nudity. There's no, no. like real cursing. It, it's just a They're little really, bit. They, they actually like, avoid curse words. Like I think, right. I think Christopher Lloyd at one point says, oh, shucks. Yeah. When I'm just like, yeah. what? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, a tame 80s movie for uh, 80s comedy. Right? It is. I mean, there is a lot of murder, but you know. Sure. Well, and all, the, all the murders all, are kind of fun. They all happen off screen too. They're not like. You don't, you, yeah, you don't really you don't see, see like someone's yeah. head get ripped off yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is exactly what you would expect a board game right. movie adaptation to but be. But I, I yeah. would say they did, to me, they did a really good job of taking what I, I could see other people trying to adapt clue the board game and being like and making it a hash well we're not going to do this thing where you pick like the murder weapons that's yeah. stupid and they like made it a part of the story yeah which was fun to where like everyone gets like a candlestick they get yeah. the knife you know and a all wrench, of a sudden it yeah. becomes part of the plot instead mm-hmm. of it being this weird it didn't feel shoehorned in and it didn't feel like well i think because yeah. like everything was already shoehorned in that by the time you got to that point, you're just like, ah, yeah, whatever. This is fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. but not in a bad way. Like, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I would expect. Oh, right. out it's of just, this. Yeah. it's just part of, at this point, you've accepted this, this universe of 1954 New England, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, I'm in the same camp. I would, you know, definitely recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Ryan and I have already given away on the, the would you rewatch it? We've, we've rewatched it a lot. <laughs> I rewatch it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, you already said, you yeah, just yeah, throw it on. I throw it on. Yeah. Did, did uh, Holly watch it with you? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah she'd, she'd seen it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. her, um, and her brother is also here with us this week, and he's he's watched it before a couple times okay. and stuff. So I, I was just you, the one just, out. You're the one. Yeah. You were the one where they were both watched. Like, eh, eh, you got to yeah. react. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lauren's Lauren's seen this uh, several times. Yeah, I think she she caught it back in college. I, I you yeah. know, of course, with her, I'm always trying to introduce. Be like, oh, well, what have we watched? Like, what's on the list that she hasn't seen? Yeah, I threw that one. Like, no, I've seen this. Ah, <laughs> shucks. <laughs> I, I was looking forward to. Some real random shenanigans here. Yeah. Have you liked what you've heard so far? Well, let me clue you in uh, on a great resource called SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com. It has all of our latest episodes, yay. Discord links, other things. 
Stephen? Yeah. Right. You can jump in, talk with us on the Discord. You can yeah. check out some of our previous episodes, uh, you know, like Glass Onion, another whodunit murder mystery. Yep. You can check out Avatar 2, Underwater Boogaloo, not a whodunit, <laughs> but still uh, a great episode. Yeah. And also, if you're a fan of the show and you're not following us on Facebook or Instagram, what are you doing? We're posting all kinds of stuff are, are over there. Are you really a fan? We, yeah. we have everything except for Twitter. Yeah. And we, we don't have Twitter. We don't have Twitter. We don't have Twitter. We don't have TikTok either. We don't have yeah, most zoomers. of the social media, honestly. We just have Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> We're old. Leave us alone. But if you like those two platforms, <laughs> hit us up. Like our stuff. Share it. Comment. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. That would be great. Hey, and we're back after being rudely interrupted by some random shills. <laughs> what jerks those, those guys jerks were, huh? showed up and started shilling things. <laughs> so we are now past the spoiler wall. I knew I'd get Andrew with that. I just, I just imagined some, like, random, like, traveling salesman coming. He's like, hey, you guys want some Tupperware? Let me tell you about this new varnish I have. <laughs> for, I mean, for all we know, there was just an ad for uh, Cutco in there. I don't know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so before we, uh, we jump in and start breaking this down, we're, we are past the spoiler wall. So mm-hmm. spoilers everywhere, which way. But I'm going to hit you all with some trivia, some clue facts. Sure. You ready for some clue facts? Clue facts. Clue me in. All right. I will, you will be clued in. <laughs> So so I'm going to lead this off with a big one. Carrie Fisher was originally cast as Miss Scarlet. Oh, she would have been perfect. Whoa. Yeah. So she ended up in drug rehab for addiction four days before filming started. Oh. And they actually had worked out a deal where she was still going to be the part. Yeah. And production insurance nixed it. Oh. Right? How... That would have been crazy. That bonkers that would that be if that was Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Wow. And I, that's not to say, and I have, I don't have the list in front of me, Ryan. You've got a list. Leslie Ann Warren. Yes. Yeah, so, so Leslie Ann Warren, I think, did a good job. I don't oh, want to harp job, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she did, especially considering that she, she was did, a good heel. She got pulled in. Late, last minute, it sounds right? like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, how, how cool would that? I saw that in the trivia. I was like, oh, man. Uh, so, again, first movie based on a board game. Mm-hmm. Most successful is what we're going to go with. <laughs> uh, but it's incredibly accurate to the board game. Yes. So the secret passages connect the correct rooms based on the game. Oh, that's, that's cool. The that rooms, was a nice little touch. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the rooms are in the game accurate order. So the game only takes place on that first floor. Yeah. yeah. So you have like the dining room, the kitchen, the, the billiards room, the ballroom. The study. Uh, the, the study, library. the library, right? So those are all in the correct order as the board game. Of course, they expanded to get the, the upstairs and the, the downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so interestingly enough, the film was almost entirely shot on a set. Really? Yes. Mm. So, so no actual house was harmed in the making. So the, so the Max making this movie. So the Max Bush House, which is I guess some famous mansion. Yeah, yeah. Was used for the exterior shots uh, and the ballroom scenes. That's it. Everything else. Was everything set. else. The they, ballroom scenes. So like the three seconds that they check yeah, out I was the ballroom. Say, like there's like, yeah. like what? Like yeah, like yeah, barely scene. anything. Yeah. yeah. So. Everything else they built in a set. That's where huh. all their $15 million. Just, yeah, that was the whole budget. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, so the pairs, like when they split off into pairs, yeah. so the partners actually correspond with the rolling order of the game. Okay. So, oh, so like so, one and two? Or yeah, whatever. so like Miss yeah. Scarlet and Colonel Mustard, Miss White and Wadsworth, Mr. Green and Yvette, and then Miss Peacock and Professor Plum. Wow. And the <clears> constant <throat> reference to ladies first is reflective of Miss Scarlet rolling first in the game. Oh, interesting. So they, that's they actually, that's this a lot is, more nitty gritty to the game right? than I thought it was. Yeah, that's pretty was impressive, actually. Because I hadn't played it in so long, and yeah. I didn't know the I didn't. I was not playing it according I to the rules. I barely knew the rules. Yeah, yeah, we had so many house rules when we did play that. Like, right? <laughs> uh, so there's just another little, little goofy thing. Uh, so the actors in between scenes, because it was an actual billiards table, they would just play pool in between, <laughs> nice. like while they were waiting for like, so, I mean, resets. Or, there, there yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, and then... The cast spent so much time laughing on set that Michael McKean, so Mr. Green, yeah. would say, something terrible happened here before each take to get everybody to settle down to and settle actually get down. back in character. <laughs> Michael McKean's just, great, too. He was, oh, he was great in this. He's um, uh, um, the glasses guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Green. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's a little, little trivia to get you primed. Something, yeah. Something, I, the Carrie Fisher thing, though, when I saw it, I was like, man. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. That, yeah, that, that would have been a cool, like, at that point, even as a kid, being like, 
that's Princess Leia. Yeah. And then as an adult, just be like, man, I can't believe they got her in this. <laughs> and for her, with her career to go from, you know, Star Wars back to like she did Blues Brothers, you mm-hmm. know, as a comedy, to get back into that comedy, that would have been yeah killer. A, a good step in. Yeah. Same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like, you know, not that she she isn't or, or you know, wasn't, you know, phenomenal or anything, but just being like on set with someone like Tim Curry would have been so cool. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. All right. So we got a little, little trivia in there. Let's let's talk about spectacle, Andrew. What'd you like? Um, the sets were a cool. lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like the sets were fine. The, um, I mean, you know, it's a 1980s camp film with you know 15 million dollar budget. I don't right. expect a, a cinematic masterpiece here. Sure. The, um, I actually liked the exterior shot of the of the mansion. Yeah. Um, every time they showed it, it was pretty fun. With the big crackle lightning that yeah. would jump yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Why'd the car stop? It's frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will. I actually will say um, I did like all of the cars. The cars were, were very yeah, nice. I, yeah, I love just that feel of the era. Yeah. Because they, they very, you know, right in the front thing, they drop it on you. You know, this is New England 1954. And if they rolled up in a, you know, Camaro or something, you'd be kind of like, what? Yeah. Well, so it was funny, too, because, like, before that title screen in the film, I'm, like, I'm trying to picture or trying to figure out what time period it is because i'm like well this mm-hmm. guy it could just be this guy's like super rich and really bougie and he just has a 1950s right. car this is just yeah. how it works yeah, yeah yeah and then i'm like okay it is 1954 so now i, I have an expectation of kind of where it is because especially because communism was the red herring right uh-huh. well red well, scare was the red herring. Well, yeah they're, they're actually yeah. playing when he goes to check on the cook yeah they're playing clips from the mccarthy investigations yeah. mm-hmm. like on the little tv yep. set yep. so yeah yeah, so I mean, like there were there were a lot of little good touches like that that yeah. really mm-hmm. set it in the time period that I liked. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not expecting to go into this film with you know, it's like oh, it needs to be 1917, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one so, take so, the whole way. It's yeah. a different kind of bar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just I mean, it's a 15 million dollar mid 80s camp film. Yeah, com- yeah, competently shot. Yeah, it was fine. Like yeah, there I, wasn't anything that like stuck out. I was like, ooh, that didn't look good. That was rough. Yeah, right. I, yeah, there's I, nothing I, really that detracts. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. I think the costuming, I want to give a shout out to to everybody's outfits. They, oh, were, yeah. they were very good to make. Well, not only they match the game. Right. Well, yeah. I was going to say not only matching the game, but then to also be like distinctive visually from everybody else. Yes. You know what I mean? It was really easy beyond the characterizations by the actors. Yeah. Well, they they actually, just knew who everybody was. They kind of made an effort to dress them in, in almost opposite colors from yeah. their names, right? So Miss Scarlet's wearing green, Miss White's wearing black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and they, and they did a, a good suit. job. Everyone passes the silhouette test. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're very, they're very distinct characters. Yeah. If you, it if it you see a shadow a in the dark, yeah. and they didn't do a good job hiding it, you would know Colonel Mustard or right. whatever. Right. And off. that may be more of a carryover from the game of just trying to stick with the, you know, the character the bo- design, yeah, 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 box art. But like, I thought they did a great job on that front. And then, yeah, I'm with you in that. Like, there's nothing in this that, like, you know. You're like, ooh, that was a good shot. You know, film school <laughs> students aren't going to be like, let's dissect you know, the, the movement and clue. But it, everything was functional and nothing detracted. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, like you said, the sets were really good. But mm-hmm. specifically, I just want to shout out the the costumes. I thought they were all really good. Yeah, yeah. Steve? Yeah, I'm not, I I really liked it as a period piece, right? You know, the, the cars, the costuming. Uh, yeah. The, the the little touches that they really added in there mm-hmm. to to set the time period, even the phones and stuff. Yeah, were, the technology, yeah. right? Yeah. The the phones and like the way people are dressed and when the motorist shows up with his hat on and yeah. all this other. Uh, that kind of stuff, I, I love that. I, I like, there are a couple of shots in it that are, are fun. I like that they do with like when, you know, Mr. Body turns lights out yeah. and you just, yeah. you hear noises, you see the gunshot and like, that's all you get. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just a fun play or, or their commitment to like, well, they lead up to the tension of this is a murder and they never actually show it happen. Yeah. So it's, it's always a mystery to you and also a mystery to the characters in the film. Mm-hmm. Which well, I liked. I do like at the end when Tim Curry is running around recapping for everybody the the frantic camera the work and how manic. <laughs> There's a few shots where it's in the room and he just you know, past the door and you yeah. see everybody kind of like funneling past like yeah. So there is some some fun shots, but yeah. it's just not yeah like a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have yeah. they they do have, have a couple you know where they they bring the camera up they bring it down like the same thing with yeah. the the manic running around where like. They're like, how many ways can we show you a group of people running around in a house? Well, let's let's watch them from behind. Let's watch them from right. the other doorway. Let's just see feet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which that was fun. But yeah, I mean, there's, and again, there's nothing here, $15 million budget. And they built the whole house inside of a sound set <laughs> right, or whatever. Yeah. So there's nothing here where it's like, ooh, that stood out bad. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Performances? Yeah, performances. So it's yeah. a comedy. What'd you like? What'd you hate? 
Um, I thought, I mean, like, honestly, Tim Curry stole the show. We've already kind of talked about this. Yeah. He did a, a phenomenal job. And he really, he carried the whole film. Well, and he, he is so good at transitioning from, he's, he's serious. He feels like he could be menacing to just yeah. pure comedy, like slapstick, like, basically. Yeah. In the same sentence sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just his, his whole face and demeanor changes and you're just like, whoa. Yeah, while I think everybody did good, and again, I'm fans of like Martin Mull, uh, Michael McKean, you know, Madeline Kahn, all these people are like comedic actors that I've seen in a bunch of stuff and I, I appreciate everything they've done. I think without Tim Curry, the I, whole movie is different. Yeah, it would, I you know, struggle. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you ha- like the only other person I could see that would fit that bill mm-hmm. would be like Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, that would that's, probably be that's the only about other person. the only choice that you, could you, have. You need to it. have that that manic, just like kind yeah. of just comedy style. I think. Well, well the, it's the ability to just go from zero to hundred. Just flip yeah. the switch. Yeah, and just, we're going. Like, and, oh. just, and flip that switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in the same scene. Like, yeah. And, the well, bit where he's explaining and he like goes in the kitchen and then like he falls out of the door. And yeah. Then, of course, Michael McKean is just like, like, okay, we're done with this. Drops him. And then it cuts him. He's laying on the floor. He's like, and then, blah, blah, and blah, then blah. And he pops up. <laughs> Doesn't miss yeah. a beat. Yeah. And it, it's interesting too because like, you know, I, I, I mentioned Robin Williams would be good in that mm-hmm. role. I don't think Jim Carrey would be good in that role. I think he look, he doesn't have that kind of demeanor. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think I don't know if he can drop in and out. Like once yeah, he's, he, in, he's, he's in, he's in. Yeah, he's too crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which I love Jim Carrey, but yeah, yeah. like. Tim Curry just did such a fantastic job with that. Yeah, but I, if, I think he he again, like you said, stole the show, and he's the only person that could have been. That, yeah, that yeah, butler. it's it's the kind of role like talking about this, right? It's like who else could you possibly? They, the, the list is already so slim. Yep, yeah, and they got one of the two, that, maybe, that, that, maybe three, if there's someone were somehow missing. Yeah, what, it makes me wonder too, like when they wrote the movie or when they were casting, did they have Tim Curry in mind, or were so they like he and Jonathan Lynn are friends, like longtime okay. friends, and so Jonathan was just like, hey, you want to come do yo, this? Yo, yo, get on this movie. Because <laughs> it, it really feels like they wrote it for Tim For him, Curry. right, yeah. yeah. So I assumed either that happened or that they had, like, gotten him in there and said, we're rewriting this because this guy's on another well, level. And, of what and yeah. Tim Curry just always, I mean, like, it kind of, he's typecast because he's always been kind of a bad guy. <laughs> right. He just even, looks like a bad even, guy. Even yeah. when he's a good guy, you still feel like that little bit of menace to yeah, him. Yeah, you're, you're like, like I is don't, this guy trustworthy? Do I, yeah, do I trust him? <laughs> Which is which is impressive to pull off. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I was um, uh, I was unhappy with the amount. Like when I saw Christopher Lloyd on mm-hmm. the billing for like the opening credits, I was like, "Oh, cool! Christopher Lloyd's in this. This yeah, will be yeah. a lot of fun." And like he only had like three lines. Yeah, he has he's, more than three. Well, he, he had more he, than three. He's but not was, as he's not a featured. Yeah, well, you gotta think this is after he was on Taxi, but before Back to the Future had come out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because it, it, it was, was a year, year. Yeah, yeah Empire year, but, or whatever. So he yeah. didn't have. The, the the dark brown heat yeah. you know, to yeah. make him have a bigger role. Yeah. Um, but but I mean at the same time, no like almost nobody except Tim Curry really has a big role. Everyone's kind of a, a, a part. I, yeah, everyone right. else is yeah. just kind of there to just fill in the characters that they need Fulfill to be. Fulfill that role. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and it is very much so. If you're used to who Christopher Lloyd is on screen, you're like, man, what are you doing? Like, who are you in this? Because it's, yeah. just, it's just not a typical role for him. Well, yeah, because, like, whenever I, like whenever I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to be, like, the quotation marks main character uh-huh. right. of the thing. And I was like, oh, that's not the case at all. Yeah, it's Tim it Curry, which is great. I like Tim Curry. But, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like the uh, mental switch that yeah, happened. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah, want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, the singing telegram girl. Right. Because I am. You're singing telegram. I always forget <laughs> where I've seen her before. I'm like, I know that girl. She was the guitar player for the Go-Go's. Yeah, she's the rhythm, rhythm guitar. Also, she played uh, um, uh, Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yep. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I recognize her Every time that. I see her, I'm like, where have I seen that lady? Because she's there for so brief and then she's shot. And it's just enough for me to go like, I know that face. And then she's on the ground and I'm yep. like, oh no. Yeah. But also I think uh, a shout out for, we, we already did it, but another shout outs to Leslie Ann Warren, especially given the, the, she was the, such pinch, a good hit, heel. the pinch hit role here. Yeah. And she just slid right in and just did it. Yep. Also, that Madeline Kahn always just fantastic. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Paper Moon, that's like a more serious movie. I have not. It's, she's great in it, but it's just like all the Mel Brooks movies yeah. she's in. There's one part at the end of this movie where it's when they're recapping stuff where she goes, ah, she lets out like <laughs> yes. noise. Well, Every time I watch this movie, it makes me laugh because it looks like it was probably improv. Or it was like, well, well like Mike, uh, Michael McKean, Mr. Green is like mad at Tim Curry, like, stop. Yeah. 
doing that? And he turns and he's like, I hate this. And like right to her, she's like, ah. Yeah, she gives like, ah. And it well, just, yeah. I loved, uh, I think it was in the the second ending um, mm-hmm. yeah. where she like, she's like touching her face. She's like, it's like burning on both sides oh, oh, the, of my face. Flame. So, so a, that was all so ad lib. That, was yeah, all, that, that bit was ad lib. <laughs> That was not. Yeah, like, I, I got that, that. got me a really solid laugh. Yeah, yeah she she did really good on that. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of Blazing Saddles when she was you know the way she would talk in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The flames so hot, hot on the sides. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think overall, just the the chemistry and the interaction with the cast was really great. Yeah, the for the the core group that was you know going room to room. I think it yeah. really showed you know, looking at oh you know they they play play pool in between shots and they hung out and they were you laughing. You can tell that they had fun together. You can tell that they really yeah. all, there was not one person who was just like everyone hates them or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So so that was cool. I think it, it really helps and, and amps because again this kind of movie, it's all about the people on screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, and I don't know if I'm overanalyzing it, but like the guy that played Mr. Body, uh-huh. did it seem like all of his lines were like ADR overdubbed? His, like, his character was just so weird. Wasn't it? Yeah. I, I just, it didn't make any sense to me, like, why, like, like whenever he walked in, I was like, oh, he's actually going to be a character. I don't like this guy. Yeah. But not because, like, oh, he's, like, the black male or whatever. Yeah. He just, I just didn't like, like, he did not fit in with literally everyone else in so, the film. So, he, but maybe that was intentional, because, like, everyone else is, like, the film. The, yeah, they're Looney He's supposed to be the outsider like, that's, like, yeah. 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 So I ran across a piece of trivia, and I didn't include it in that because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's at least some. <laughs> this is unconfirmed, was it just the dude folks? that walked yeah. on the set. No, no, the no. So, so <laughs> it's like some speculation of that he was cast because the actor's name is Leaving uh-huh. because he's leaving. <laughs> oh wow! Well, he was a punk band singer in like the seventies, yeah. and he's been in some other movies, but not not a ton. Like, Did they have like, punk band in the seventies? Yeah, that's what? when punk started. Andrew, Andrew. What the hell? I'm not joking. Not I'm joking. Andrew's Jeez. over here like Fall Out Boy started punk. <laughs> My oh, chemical God, romance. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, he was a in, joke. Like, it was flash a joke. Gosh, he was people. in Bill and Ted, apparently. Oh, I, I wonder if he hasn't been in a con- bunch of stuff. Though. If there's some connection then between him and the guitarist. Since they're both in these, both Bill and Ted and this, if it's uh, some, there's a, a similar thread. Maybe, there maybe they knew each other in the LA or, scene, or there's like someone else casting this or something who's because he was them up. he was in uh, the punk band Fear. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I don't, guess in the late seventies, early eighties, he was probably yeah. coming up around the same time the Go Go's were. So maybe yeah, somehow around I don't know. they yeah. knew each other or the casting director. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that we, we've covered performance pretty well here. Let's yeah. uh, let's talk score. Talk about some music, Ryan. No, don't look at me. It was pretty good. I mean, again, it's score is not while you're here, but I think they they did do a really good job of nailing like the comedy aspect of it, and there there's enough like mystery tropes of like mm-hmm. you know like, yeah. the brooding stuff when things are building, and then at the end when they're just running around losing their mind that yeah yeah like I like all that stuff. I wouldn't again put this on in the car and just drive through you know scenic drive. <laughs> but it's a solid soundtrack for that's, what that, the movie is. That's the is. best uh, soundtrack to drive the dragon to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see Ryan's just going down six five. Swerve, swerve, swerve. It's a straightaway. What's he doing? So I actually, this, some pieces of the soundtrack come up in my like Pandora movie music station. Here it is. Wow, really? Here we go. Well, just, it's, like, I didn't put it there. It just is. <laughs> the government mandated well, clue soundtrack. Pa- Pandora does to. what Pandora pleases. And I didn't take it out because, you know, every time it comes up, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not driving around listening to it at risk <laughs> of wrecking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did like, uh, like, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Yeah. Inclusion oh, I yeah. thought was really yeah. good. And it feels super timely, period accurate, right? So I went and looked it up. So it was recorded. In 1954. Oh wow! Like so that the, that would have like, been popular. That would have been like yeah. it would have been like the new hotness yep. or whatever. Yeah. Probably whenever they met. So I was like, wow! Like they really put some effort. They into took a this. lot of time and effort into what could have ostensibly been just like a throwaway. Ah, it's a board game movie. Just yeah, have fun yeah. With it. Like yeah. They they thought about some of these things, which kind of gets me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I like Shake Rattle and Roll. That was a good addition. Yeah, and uh, the I mean the music fit exactly yeah. what they were trying to do. Again, you're not coming to this film for for a John Williams score. Or Hans no, Zimmer. Yeah. 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 And and I again we're reaching, you know, back to eighty five. I mean, this is kind of we say, oh, it's got, you know, it's kind of your your murder mystery, you know, tropes for like some of this stuff might be because other people of that. picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah, forward true. for like more modern yeah. murder mysteries. I don't know. Yeah. 
but it's it's very familiar, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's you get what you expect in terms of oh yeah. this is this is the serious dark moment. Oh well, once comedy. You, once you get about like ten minutes in, like you already have kind of what the idea of the pace of the film's gonna mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And at that point you're just like, all right, all bets are off. Let's just see let's just see let's where just this have takes fun. me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well that's 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 pretty well on score. And there's just not there, again, there's nothing really that you're just going to be like, I'm going to put, I'm going to add that. Yeah, there's nothing to break track. down. Yeah. Like, it's just, no. yeah, they, they had shake, rattle, and roll in there. It was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so plot? Yeah. Plot? Yeah. Let's do it. You want me to go first here? Yeah, you, go you first. can, yeah, you can yeah, do I it. go first here? Okay. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's some nitpicks in this, right? It's, it's not meant to be the hardcore, you need to investigate every frame. Yeah. Right, to see what happened, right? Uh, and I don't know if that matters. Although I have to say, I think this is the point to bring it up about the A, B, and C endings. Because mm-hmm. I want to hear from y'all when you when you go what your favorite ending is. Okay. I think for me, I waffle between A and C. So A is either with Scarlet. Wadsworth being the hero, and then C is with Wadsworth being like the mastermind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think those are both more fun and maybe make a little better logical sense to some of the things that happen in the film. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, like we said, the pacing is maybe a little weird at times. It, it's very up and down until it, it keeps I, going up. I, I like the pacing, but it's because I've seen the movie a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm, I'm couching it a little bit with like what someone like Andrew who had never seen it. Like mm-hmm. I could see somebody being like, it's kind of slow at the front and then it just ramps and it goes too fast at the end. No, but, see that didn't bother me. What okay. bothered me was the whenever they split up. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole sequence just took so long. There's a, there's a lot of back yeah. and forth in that. Although it, there are specific pieces in it like, that are important. Well, or even like just like the moment of Mr. Green and Yvette standing at the bottom of the steps, staring up, and like that moment, you could very easily be like, "Yeah, they just lingered on that too long." But for the actual comedy beat they yeah. hit there, is actually good. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for me, I think with, with the plot, like there's no glaring plot holes. Like there's nothing that I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, that couldn't happen oh, could. because this, now, I have, know. I have one oh, pedantic problem. place. Well, it's here. not pedantic. It's just, it, <laughs> it bothered me when I was going a kid. To place. We were taking a left turn on the pedantic place. Well, it, it bothered me as a kid. It still uh-huh. bothers me as an adult. I just uh-huh. want to know how did the candlestick get on top of the door frame? Oh. I mean, I don't know if somebody put it there. Yeah, <laughs> but but like no one, I don't know if anyone in that building could reach that high, just in general. So it's always, oh, it's you always got me. But like the moment, you know, where it falls off and his, it's funny. Yeah. It's just fr- from the it outset. Just, yeah, as a like kid, I've always really been like, how does that, does that get, get up there? there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, my favorite ending is probably the third one. Yeah, where, where basically everyone's a killer. Where everyone's a killer. Because mm-hmm. again, it makes more sense, I think, that like, that many people could be displaced. Like this person wasn't there in this scene and they yeah. all have their own motivations for doing right, what they're yeah. doing. To, to kill the person that they're trying to kill. Right. So for yeah. me, that one makes the most uh, sense. But Wra- wraps up in a bow. The Madeline Kahn ending with the heat on the sides, that's the second one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's like, I hate not to pick that one because of that one interaction that she has, that one <laughs> improv, because it's fantastic. But yeah, for me, the third one probably makes the most sense. But yeah, I, I, I like watching it with with the multiple endings and i didn't realize because the first time i saw it was on you know vhs VHS, and probably on tbs and you know whatever you know cable when they Mm -hmm. would play it or whatever and i just always assumed it had multiple endings and that was just you know that's just what it was was like choose which one you liked yeah yeah you know so when i found out later that that it was individual screenings got different ones i was like oh man i'd be so mad if i didn't get like the third one or didn't get to see the madeline khan improv second ending you know yeah because i i really think it it adds to what it is to see all three well, to where you don't have to necessarily pick one. You get to see the fun of like, it could have ended any of these ways. Yeah. yeah Which of course yeah. makes you wonder how that impacts like, or impacted VHS sales. Right. Cause you know, there's, there's a box office, but then there's mm-hmm. also, especially back then, how much money do you make selling VHS? VHS right. Which it, it's obviously become a cult classic. It's very well appreciated by a lot of people. And that was kind of almost an incentive to buy the VHS. Well, I know there are three endings and I only got to see one. Well, how, how prevalent was the knowledge that there was multiple endings? It was, for the it was well, yeah. Like, like if you read, if you looked mm-hmm. up like Roger Ebert, yeah, he, he would say which ending he liked best. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. So like it was, it was well and acknowledged. I think it just wasn't well received. Got it. Well, I could, that's a pain to have to sit through a movie in theater three times. I mean, we say that the movie's <laughs> yeah. not even an hour, 40 minutes long. Right. But still, you think like. 
what am I going to do? Go to the movies three times this week? Back then, people went to the movies like once, once every two weeks, yeah. once yeah. a month. You know, like so that was probably for the average person as, as a, little a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew. Uh, so my, uh, I I think my favorite ending was, is C just because it 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 fits the logistics mm-hmm. of in the logic of the of, film of how people yeah. keep splitting off from this group and other people yeah, don't and say it, something and it would make or... sense where like it, it wouldn't make sense unless Wadworth Wadsworth was the one that was killing everyone mm-hmm. if basically if no one was killing anyone except for him right where right. otherwise like it just doesn't make sense for like one of the random people to be like oh tonight I'm just gonna commit murder. Yeah, right. what if I yeah. showed up here to, to ball out? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And and so those kind of things, um, you know, were totally fine. The thing that actually really just kind of irked me, and again, this is a campy film, not mm-hmm. going in this to mm-hmm. expect some masterpiece of, of writing or Logistics, anything like that. Logistics, yeah. yeah. Uh, it really just felt like characters at times would just be Looney Tune characters to make sure that the plot could move forward. Who, who has the idiot ball here? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and those kind of things is just, it feels like they could have written something a little bit tighter for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like such a nitpick. Like, because I know like after the first 10 minutes of this film, all right, this is where, this is how this, this is, film goes. This is right. camp. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, on yeah. for this. Yeah. But I agree that like, they probably could have, with as much attention to detail as they spent with like how accurate it is mm. to the board game and how things connect and the room exactly, layout yeah. that they they could have probably spent a little more time on the script just to make it to where people didn't have, yeah, like psychotic breaks to make the scene work. They just, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like a lot of the reactions that they have are just so over exaggerated to like mm-hmm. whatever's happening, where yeah. it's just like no normal person would ever be like this. Right. Like yeah. even in the situation, just no one would be like, like that. Like but, Mrs. Peacock screaming over the, the poison brandy. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's fine. Like, again, like it's... It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. me going into this with no prior knowledge of this film beyond just the the um, telegram girl getting shot. That's the only meme I knew from <laughs> that. Thing, yeah. uh, but everything else is just, you know, like, it was good. I mean, like, I enjoyed it. It it fulfilled an entertaining slot of an hour and 40 minutes of my time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, again, I, I don't think that you can really sit here and be like, let me just drive a bus through this plot hole of whatever because it's, yeah. it's not that kind of movie. It's it wasn't not like designed. Dark Knight levels where it's like, oh, why is there just a line of school buses that you can drive through after <laughs> running into a bank? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I think that's a good segue that's, that's a into good, entertainment. Good time yeah. for entertainment. So, Andrew, were you not entertained? I was entertained. All right. Yeah. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. I mean, really, Tim Curry makes the film for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and, him, and him being there would make or break it, right? Yeah, and if he wasn't in it, or if it was someone else, you know, then, I think the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, I just don't think it would be what Some it is. Lesser individual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I I enjoyed it. I I always have fun. Again, I watch this movie. I, I don't know if I've seen as much as Stephen has in the past like ten years. But I've, like I've. Like this again. This is one of those movies where yeah. I'm just like, I just want some background noise. Well, I'm gonna have in the background. Yeah. Well, you know, you tune into the to the like the scenes that you really like. Yeah, yeah. And and those are those are the fun parts, right? But I've seen it multiple times in the past few years, so I I'm not too far off from that. But yeah, I do enjoy it. It's every now and then. It's one of those movies where if I'm gonna watch it, I will pop popcorn. Like it's one of those. Yeah, It's like let's have fun. Let's just relax, you know, let, let the stress of the day wash away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just have a fun time, watch Tim Curry run around. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and end it with Tim Curry going nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Which also, you know, I the, the three endings thing again, like C mm. is also nice too because it kind of lets uh, Mr. Green rise up because he's the klutz. Like he's, you find out, oh, he's playing a part. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of get that that uh, I don't want to call it redemption, but no, but like like a like a a, a twist. Yeah, you, it yeah. adds something different to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> yeah, what a, like, what a random line. Well, <laughs> he delivers it perfectly. <laughs> well, it's yeah. also like the the voice and mannerism change that hits right at that moment. Yeah, because he's there. Like the whole reason his character is being blackmailed is because he's you know homosexual, right? And yeah, it's, it's un-American in 1954. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Obviously, I'm entertained. I love it. I love Tim Curry, basically anything. Uh, and this is something where you can just watch. You don't really have to, like, sit and focus on it, yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. Just be entertained, you know, pop some popcorn, kick back, relax, and just be like, yeah, Tim Curry is just going here. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that kind of sounds like we're we're winding down. We're wrapping up. You know, as as it goes, we can't 
let you go without first doing a little shill. One more. We had, One those, more, we had those rude people show up in the middle and shill, and they took away our opportunities. Now we have to show. Right, you want some Tupperware? <laughs> I got some nice Cutco knives. Cut da, da, anything. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you about rainbow vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> So we do have a Patreon. You know, if you if you like what you heard and you really want to uh, show your appreciation and your support, uh, we love and appreciate all our patrons out there. They yes. uh, help pay the hosting fees, keep the lights on, make this show possible. You can get in there for as low as one dollar. Yep. yep, and as low as one dollar basically guarantees that you get one extra bonus episode a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it lets you vote in our Patreon picks episodes, which happens every couple months. Yep. And uh, you get to vote on basically a, a list of things that uh, we may or may not review. Uh, well, we will review the one <laughs> we'll you review vote one on. Of them, we'll, the yeah. one of them. That's how the poll works, That's how Andrew. polls work. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, you get access to, to a lot of content, a lot of bonus episodes, at least one a month, sometimes more. Yep. And also, obviously, everyone that's already been released as well. The whole back yeah, catalog. Yeah, the whole back catalog. Plus, yeah. And it's all for $1. Yep. And I know some people are thinking, like, how do I do this? Do I take a dollar bill and throw it at my computer screen? <laughs> well, no. You go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash spoilers intended podcast. Yep. And then you, you sign up. You just there you go. Cl- there's a button that says, you know, support for one dollar. Click it, and and this, you know, obviously yeah. helps us with hosting costs and yeah. uh, you know all sorts of you know fun things like making sure we have updated equipment, you know, whatever. Yeah, and uh, you know we really do appreciate one you listening to the episode. That's yeah. fantastic, and uh, you know we also really appreciate you supporting the show. Yeah, yeah. And now, if you can't afford the dollar, we totally understand. We would still love for a like, a share, a review, any whatever service you're listening to us on we'd love a review mm-hmm. yeah we, we love the apple itunes reviews especially but in, <laughs> anywhere you want to give us five stars we'll take it shower us share it with a friend yeah. send this to somebody email it to your weird uncle that has all the newsletters he sends you ryan has his arms open like he needs a hug right now i need yeah, sure a hug and the only hug i need is a digital hug in the form of a share with a friend <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, that is all the time we have for this episode. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was intended. If, if that one-star review didn't give you a clue, oh! Oh, you got the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to have one of the the. <laughs> so if we ever get that soundboard and it sits near me, it's dangerous, boy. So, 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 so that's yeah. the thing is, like, those will be in other episodes too. <laughs> if we ever get a soundboard, we have to have soundboard parody. So either okay. it's, it rotates between episodes, who gets it, or we each get our I own. I feel like I need the power all the time. No, get out of here. Like so, <laughs> you're going to drunk with power. <laughs> <laughs>